0: The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theatres. Imagine a whole theater for you and 20 guests. Book your private cinema at Marcus Cinemas now for only $99. marcustheaterscom slash private cinema. Let's get to that music news. Our music expert, Gary Graff.
1: Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. Just brushing the last of the snow out of here. How much uh, did you get where, right where you are? Because it's you know we probably had you know an inch or so fall, but it didn't all collect because you know the ground's warm.
0: Yeah, mine was here and gone. Bob got a ton. Um, Rock just, got a lot out it's, it's by him. All
1: over the place. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It was so bad by me. There's a fifty car pileup because you on the interstate because you couldn't see where you were going.
1: Yeah, we had a lot of we had it's a good. lot of a lot of highway issues. Yeah, but, but yeah. No, it's around here was kind of here and gone and that was that all right so
0: business music business as usual then is that what you're saying yeah pretty much for the week the hey, ju- i know it's not on your list but just to because i don't like to go too long without talking about it how's phil collins doing
1: well actually it is it is a little bit on the on the list so phil collins is you know they are Still planning to do something with Genesis this year. My, interestingly, Mike Rutherford just went on a podcast in Britain to, to talk about things. And he, interestingly, you know, said on this podcast that he doesn't expect the shows in the UK and Ireland to happen in November and December or this fall as they were planned. But he did say that he could see Genesis playing somewhere in the US later this year all right
0: just help me out here what kind of what kind of numbers are we talking about for genesis it, If let's say everything is back to normal sure they're not doing stadiums are they they're doing, no, arenas? They're doing arenas okay because they were a stadium band at one time
1: for a minute and that really yeah, that was and that was in, in in britain that worked in the united states it wasn't it wasn't such a good idea you know for them they they've been a, they're an arena band and will be. So, yeah, he kind of teased the idea of maybe November on the East Coast. Uh, we'll see. You know, like everything else in the live music world, nobody knows yet.
0: But as far as Phil and his personal life, you got nothing?
1: You know, nothing new.
0: So disappointing, She's Gary. out of the
1: house. Or, sorry, I mean, oh. you know, we can't manufacture. I can call her. It- <laughs> yeah. You know, I can call the I can call the ex-whatever sometime over the weekend and see if I can't drum up something for next will week. Will she
0: answer if you call her? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Uh, the house in Miami that they were fighting over, or that she wouldn't get out of, whatever you want to call it, What's with, the, with, her new, uh, husband, with her new husband, husband, right? Yeah. Don't forget that yeah, part because yeah. that's really weird. <laughs> um, is that that's not for sale? Because we all figured that just go up for sale right away, right?
1: I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think I think Phil Phil still has it for the time being.
0: I had to uh, ride with a twenty four year old woman in her car earlier this week that being my daughter
1: and what was she playing oh my
0: god she was playing taylor swift way too loud and she was so excited for me to hear her re-recorded album
1: uh, the fearless album
0: yes that that's that's uh, back out but it's taylor gets all the money from this one right
1: right and right. it's money she wouldn't have gotten otherwise right some of its money she wouldn't have gotten otherwise yeah you know, she still would, she still would get from the original album but now right gets, but these now are she gets more
0: these are all new album sales and it's the same song
1: it's the same <laughs> this song's is redone there's some additional songs she There is are, adding right. she is adding new songs uh new performances to them it is striking but, when you listen to the you know the current taylor at however old she is i don't know you know 20 whatever or if she's 30 you know compared to the teen taylor who sang the songs originally
0: I'd Even so, this is working out great for her. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: laughs> without, it, without a doubt. And she's, she's going to do it way, again, right? She, by the way, just broke a record, a U.K. record held by the Beatles for the, you know, Taylor, this is her third number one album in the U.K. in a row, third number one in the U.S. in a row. <laughs> it, in, and third number one album in 259 days, as opposed to the Beatles, who took 364 days to have their three consecutive number one albums.
0: Yeah, that's uh this is working out great for. Her. Uh, oh yeah, she's she should... going to
1: break she's going to break that record yet again because she is in the studio now working on the next one.
0: Yeah. What's the next one?
1: say she hasn't said yet. Yeah, because she's not necessarily doing them in sequence.
0: Cuz like you said Fearless was the one that that's been reissued now that she gets to keep all the money for Scooter Braun gets nothing.
1: She does not. Know. Yeah.
0: Um, and I did ask. I said, "Are the are these all recorded? Are they exactly the same?" And she said, "No, there there there's a little differences." Oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah but you know, she took you know, she took new musicians into the studio. You know, some some come from the basic tracks, but others others are rebuilt. It's you know it's a it's a new version of the old album.
0: Yeah. So she with gets
1: some, with some new songs.
0: Not only does she get to make money on it again, she just gets to do. She gets to say, you know, if I had to do it over again, I would do this on that song. Lot, and she of, gets to do it. Yeah.
1: A lot of musicians would love to have that Yes!
0: I, re- I think I've told you this before. I remember reading an article from John Lennon where he said, if he had it all to do over again, he would redo every Beatles song. He would change them all. And I was like, that's, what?
1: That's John Lennon. I mean, he, was, he, used, he would throw that stuff out there, you know, just, just to cause a stir. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Although, if you're a Lennon fan, there is a fabulous new package out today, the Plastic Ono Band album with, you know, like 159 extra outtakes, some really cool studio jams where they're jamming on rock and roll oldies, studio chatter. It's, you know, if you'd have to be a, a real Lennon Acolyte uh, to 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 get a, to really enjoy this, but it's uh, if you're talk, talking about a deep dive, I mean this goes this goes about as deep into a recording session as you can get without you've, act you've without heard them? actually being there. You've heard them. I have.
0: So where do these come from when they're in the recording studio? I know. I okay. This is just from the Eagles documentary. They would run a two track and just record the chatter right in the studio, or in case anybody came up with something, it was all captured on tape, right? Right. Uh, is that what this is with the Lennon tapes?
1: Sure. Yeah, a lot of it is. You know, some of it are are kind of alternative versions. Like, okay, we laid down this version of the song. Eh, not not as happy about that. Let's do it again. Okay, we like that one better. But you have the the other version on this album. You have, like I said, the jams on the rock and roll oldies, which is fun. Uh, you have some of the back and forth between. Lennon and, and the producers, you know, Phil, which were Phil Spector and Yoko Ono on this, and also the players, you know, included Ringo Starr. So, you know, it's a deep, deep dive, and you got to have a lot of time for it. But if you're a fan, you know, like I say, it's the next best thing to being there.
0: I, uh, I was never a – I won't say I wasn't I, wasn't a huge ABBA fan. I mean, everybody can sing along with ABBA songs, right? Right. But they're saying no biopic?
1: Well, one of them is uh, Bjorn, is saying that he would rather not have a biopic, an Abba biopic, come out while he's alive. So does that
0: mean he was the douchebag when they were together? Yeah, could be.
1: (laughs) Could be. Or it could just mean you know I don't know he you know his take you know in this interview was he's alive so he doesn't need an actor to play him on the big screen. I don't know if he's suggesting that he should or not, but. You know, so he said that. Meanwhile Boy George has announced his biopic. Uh it's gonna be called Karma Chameleon. They haven't announced who the actor is uh yet. Uh Danny Mays from uh nineteen seventeen in line of duty is gonna play George's dad. And so that you know, we've so probably... already cast the Boy George father role? They've cast the father role. <laughs> hmm. Well, any easy I, if, you could get, if you could get the actor first, why not?
0: Any, any idea who they're going to cast for Boy George? Because I would think you'd start from there and work your way out the main character, but I've never done casting for a movie. Yeah,
1: he he. the only thing he said is they're looking for a brave young actor, and I would assume a pretty one uh, to, to play Boy George. He did hint that Keanu but, but, Reeves is going to pop up in this thing. Got
0: to be kind of big too, right? Boy George was a big dude.
1: Yeah, he's tall. He's tall and he had some Weight and muscle. I mean, he was a boxer before he was Boy George.
0: That is the really amazing part about Boy George is when I first started, he was a boxer. Because you look right. at him, you go, that guy doesn't we, box. But
1: Okay, well, at least well, not in makeup. But then, you right. know, but you do look at his physique at various points and it's like yeah you know he can be mm. okay take the makeup off and all the, all the boy George stuff off. Is anybody, and,
0: is anybody no. out there in the entertainment world uh, were they knocked out by boy George because they didn't know he was a boxer and ran their mouth to him?
1: There are no stories okay. about that. There are more more um, what do you call it pissy uh, fits <laughs> um, and as long as we're in the, the film world by the way Rob Zombie is going to reboot and do a film of the Munsters uh, something that, a little—that's
0: that's great. I'm very happy to hear that. But I'm going to be very sensitive as to well, who they now. Now I want to talk casting. Yeah, because who it, are they going to get for Herman, for, and Grandpa, and Betty? Fred Gwynn is—he
1: is, is Herman Munster. Monster, yeah. yeah,
0: I mean they yes. did the reboot of the Munsters back in what the late '80s, early '90s. With what, John John Shuck, Shuck and um, uh, Betty from Barnaby Jones.
1: What's right. her name? Oh, Lee oh, Merriweather.
0: Merriweather. Yeah, she was. She was Lily, and it
1: was like I didn't, I didn't buy it. Yeah. No. Well. No. I mean, there, that's it's not no a insane. monster. So, so you are going to get Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman. He's one of Zombie's regulars, and you know, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Pro- Rejects, and then Zombie's wife, <laughs> Sherry Moon. Zombie will be Lily.
0: Hmm. So, Back up to Abba hmm. for a second, and not doing a biopic. Tell me something about Abba. Something interesting about Abba. That I've never heard.
1: You've never heard. I know. You know. I don't know what you've heard or not. And I don't. I don't know if you know, if if any speculation about uh, Abba inbreeding or you know, swing Abba swinging is uh, you know how true or not that would be. <laughs> Abba swinging. Certain, okay, I haven't heard that one. We could agree that would certainly be interesting. Yeah. Well,
0: you would think the girls would want better dudes if they were going to do that because the girls were attractive. The guys were kind of like. Meh.
1: Well, i don't you know, know. With- back in the abba days they were you know i mean those dudes high-
0: had like muppet faces
1: well they, that was part of the scan the swedish thing back then. carrie you swedish think
0: the guys M- in abba were were good looking guys jump in here the one guy wore the hockey jersey all the time right did he overweight guy carrie the girls were gorgeous yes and the guys were just fine they were fine were they- yeah guys were okay yeah, the guys were okay. I wouldn't say they com- <laughs> compare to the girls, and I we didn't have any crushes on the guys, but right. we loved the band. Right. So they were the bees, right? Bjorn and Benny. I don't yeah. know where that. Yeah. See, that's why I need a biopic. I don't even know how the name I mean, I was think, put together.
1: Yeah, I mean Benny was considered, you know, kind of kind of a hot dude at the time, if I remember. Mm-hmm.
0: And they were like a super group, of course. Any club he went into in Switzerland or wherever, he's gonna get you know Switzerland. Abba Sweet. action. No, I'm saying when they toured the world, if he went to a club in Manhattan or at one point wherever. At one point, wasn't ABBA Sweden's biggest grossing biggest, product? Biggest grossing pro- yeah, right. they yeah. added yeah, to and the GDP. export, yeah. <laughs>
1: Right. no idea they they would get paid in like raw goods. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah commodities they, yeah uh,
1: yeah they worked for like coffee beans and mm-hmm. you know they right. would yeah exactly but a, lot, they, but a lot of coffee beans and right. then they would monetize and then they would monetize that into a fortune
0: you know where I heard that for the first time hmm. casey Kasem. oh they, yeah see okay. top like 40 him. countdown when I was yeah. a kid my first album was arrival Abba with the helicopter on the I have truck. that on vinyl right mm-hmm. now it's the first yep. album in the alphabetical order of my album because it's abba, 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 arrival, arrival the helicopter <laughs> yep carrie not the kind of girl you'd marry that's me
1: um yeah, well, i'm f- gonna play high credibility rock dude and not even acknowledge owning any abba, Okay. <laughs> it's vital gary come on
0: be a you can be an uh audio file yeah, in, snob in my,
1: in my vinyl days abba was the last thing i was buying <laughs> wow you really were a,
0: a snob wow, that was uh I actually, I will admit to buying Barry Manilow albums on oh vinyl. Oh my God! No, I, I just, I was well rounded. <laughs> did you Can, need, did you
1: need like a gatefold to clean out your seeds or something? I mean, <laughs> this is a. Uh, there had, there had to be a repo, I, was it, or was it a girl? I, I mean, don't. There, there had to be I like this, behind. It.
0: I don't like this side of you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody just likes big, flowery ballads.
1: It was for a girl. That, uh, that'll be fine.
0: Speaking of big flowery songs and <laughs> ballads, uh, Jim Steinman uh, passed away. Yeah, this,
1: this was sad. Uh, Jim Steinman, yeah, you know, of course, best known for Bad Out of Hell." He was the the composer of that. He he died this week at the age of 73, reportedly from kidney failure. And yeah, you're right. He was the guy. If you he was the go-to guy for the big. Flowery power ballad, yes. not just not just for Meatloaf, but for Bonnie Tyler and Celine Dion and Air Supply. But
0: there was nothing about him that you went. He doesn't look like a flowery ballad guy. The guy wore like big gloves all the time. He was a he was a hippie, <laughs> had big hair. He looked like he was doing an opera all day long. Oh yeah, with his no, life. He
1: was, he was this total Broadway hippie. Yeah, a tour a tour dude. And yeah, he was boy. When we talk about perfectionists. I mean, you know, this is this is a guy who, you know, I mean, I think he really did sit there with a microscope and 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 the tape went through under the microscope every time.
0: Uh, if you I ever mean, if you ever watch uh, Access uh, and they do the, what's it called? I can't remember where they oh, the classic were, albums. Classic period? albums and yeah. there's one on Bad Out of Hell, and it's you know even if you don't like the album. It's interesting how they put it together and how they got people to play on it and Todd Rundgren producing it, Jim Steinman writing all this stuff, and Meatloaf like questioning. You know, it's it's a really good hour long this is yeah. how this record got made.
1: Well it's one of the, it's one of the great rock and roll stories. So you know, it, Jim that. Steinman's
0: on the back of that album, is he He's on the sleeve? Oh
1: uh, no, he's on the back.
0: Yeah. Carla well, Carla Carla DeVito. DeVito. Meatloaf, yeah, meet, and
1: meatloaf and Jim Steinman, Jim Steinman. With, with his head down, you really don't get a good look at. Right. At Steinman. And you know why uh, that
0: is? Because he's a flowery opera guy and that's like a phantom of the opera thing. You don't see his face. You wonder sure. who is that
1: dude. Besides sure, even, when, even when he did his solo album after that, you didn't there weren't pictures of Jim Steinman. There was like a romance novel graphics, you know, drawing paintings on the cover.
0: Uh besides uh, uh Meatloaf, who who else did he write for it.
1: Didn't he write for Barry Manilow? No. no. He probably, Barry Manilow probably did a Steinman song along the way. His best-known other songs were uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart for Bonnie Tyler, and he did uh, he did Looking Out for a Hero for Her or Holding Out for a Hero for Her from Footloose. Uh, he did Making Love Out of Nothing at All for Air Supply, and it's all coming back to me now for Celine Dion.
0: Didn't he score a couple of operas, too? I mean, Broadway, Broadway plays, maybe not yeah, operas. Yeah, I
1: mean, musicals. You know, he he had he had various works, and he was working on something else even uh, most recently. No he one was, no one's no, gonna,
0: no one's gonna remember this. But Jim Steinman had a single out, "Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through." Come true, the meatloaf. Come that true. Was
1: supposed to be for the Bad Out of Hell. See, you know, the next thing he did with Meatloaf, and then I did not forget which one of them went crazy. I think they both went nuts, <laughs> and then so they parted <laughs> ways. They parted ways. only a one while. has to go. But I think they both they both started. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steinman a little more than Meatloaf, but Meatloaf got nuts. But that or song
0: that song is the only song I can remember in broadcast history or maybe recorded history that fades out and fades, fades back, back in. in. Yep. Remember the end of it? A lot yeah. of songs have a sudden stop and pause in the middle right. and then continue on. But this is like, oh, the song's over. Oh yeah, oh,
1: no, it's not. Over. And then, it's, then you have an no, encore.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Jim Steinman. And, and, and he got fired from Def Leppard.
1: Right on from the a Def uh, job. Yeah, from your, the, right.
0: The Hysteria album.
1: Right, they, you know, they, you know, it was one of these. Yeah, we, yeah, we'd rather work with uh, with Matt Lang.
0: Not um, really yeah. his fault. He just wasn't the guy they wanted. The, right. I don't yeah. remember who who hired him. But the band said Todd Rundgren produced Meat Out of Hell. Why do we have Jim Steinman yeah. Meat right. out, of or, out of Hell?
1: bad out, out of Hell Meat Out of Hell. That would yeah, be yeah, Meat Out of forget. Hell. That'd
0: be a nice sequel people, album.
1: For, <laughs> people, yeah, people tend to forget Steinman was the composer. You know, he was a composer more than a, more than a producer himself.
0: Yeah. All right, where are we going to finish this week?
1: Uh, boy, you know, Well, why don't we talk about because we were on the – well, let me do a quick run through uh, some books that okay. are coming out because that's kind of uh, – you know, we all like to read, I hope, and that's kind of exciting. So we're going to get the, the first authorized biography of John Bonham, uh, the drummer. It's called Beast, appropriately enough. Uh, the, all these are coming out this fall. We're going to get another Led Zeppelin biography by Robert Spitz, very well-known author, did a really good Beatles biography. That's going to come out on November 9th, which is the date of the fourth Led Zeppelin album, which some of us called Zozo. So, uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC is going to release an autobiography called The Lives of Brian on October 26th. Uh, Carl Palmer has edited the first official book about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. That's coming out this fall. And then there's going to be a photo book about Black Sabbath from the Ronnie James Dio years. Uh, That'll be a coffee table-type book, and that's going to come out this fall as well.
0: I just have one more thing to say. Uh, Prince Philip buried and Queen Elizabeth turns 95 all in the same week, and no Spice Girls reunion?
1: (laughs) Not for this, no. No, these are somber. It's a somber occasion.
0: (laughs) All right, then. That is, you won't sleep well until we have that reunion. Well, with those two things happening in one week, I can't believe you know, they didn't get together.
1: After, after I send Phil Collins X a note, I'll I'll, I'll hit up the Spice Girls and see what we can do for you. <laughs> who's All easier, right,
0: very good. That'll who, be a good way to work the who's
1: week. Who's easier
0: out. to get a hold of? A Spice Girl or uh, Phil Collins X? I,
1: I'm going to bet Phil Collins X, right. although, although certain Spice Girls are probably easier to get a hold of than
0: others. All right, Gary. We're out of time. Right, thanks, Gary. Thanks, have a great week. Talk to you next week. Gary Graff, our music expert.